0: God, we thank you that you did lift us, that you moved towards us first. That your grace and mercy are our testimony. That's all that we ever need to say is about uh, what your mercy and your grace has done in our life. God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this wonderful time where we get to draw aside and celebrate and bring our praise and worship to you this morning. God, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Say g'day safely to somebody around you and for those of you at home, a special welcome to you. It's great to have you joining us online. Um, If you can just be taking a moment to check in or say something in the chat, that would be fabulous. How fun is our band today? All right, take a seat. You can continue those conversations over a cup of tea or coffee afterwards. Special welcome to people online. It's great to have you joining with us online and in your home hubs and for those in the room as well, great to have you here. If everyone can be checking in, so if you're in, in the room, you will have QR-coded on the way in, and we would love you to also check into the in-person service, so if you're online, please check in to the online service, and if you're in a Home Hub, check into the Home Hub service. That would be fabulous, really helps us. Um, how cool is our boy band today? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> It is so much fun, and I have a little bit of news for you. We are working so hard on a girl band. Yeah. Yeah. We believe we have all of the elements now that we need for a girl band, so you heard it here first. It will be coming soon. Um, Yeah, so while I'm talking to you, please fill out any cards that pop up in uh, the online um, platforms that would be great. People in the room you can take your devices out and uh, fill in a connect card or something if you'd like to. If it's your first time we'd love to have your details so make sure that you've either either left them at the the front door or you can um, give those to us online as well that would be fabulous. Um, Everything you need to know about church life as always is in your newsletter so make sure you read through that. If you've got a paper copy on your way in you will notice that it has had a big freshen up. So um, let Beck know how excited we are about the fresh new look of our newsletter. That would be brilliant. So a couple of things to pick out from the newsletter this week. Obviously next week is our Carols on the Lawn service. Exciting. Um, It's the closest we can get to a community fun day at the moment. So um, make sure that you are inviting your friends. There are invites still out at the info desk if you would like to grab a few to hand out to people at work or at school if you're still going. Um, But make sure, yeah, you'll be inviting the people in your world to come along uh, next Sunday. So uh, we are looking for helpers big time uh, to make this all go ahead. So the morning service is probably going to be more about our church family coming along but there will be other people coming along too um, just not in such big numbers as will come in the evening so make sure you um, enjoy all the delights of the carols on the lawn service in the morning so that you can be ready to serve our community when they come in the evening that would be great I've got a sign-up sheet at the info desk so we're looking for people to help with things like the barbecue um, making fairy floss if you've ever made fairy floss in your life I am looking at you and I need you. Um, Selling drinks, um, all sorts of other things as well that that we need help with. So make sure you sign up, send me a message. Don't just tell me something today because I'll forget it, but make sure you send me a message if you're able to help in any way uh, for things like that. So um, we'll need people early on the Sunday. You might get asked to come and help on the Saturday to set up. Saturday will be our big set-up day, so we're looking for... Willing Hands Saturday and Sunday to help with all of that and make it go really well. It's a lot to do, Um, but it is like such an exciting time where we get to connect with our community, so all hands on deck would be brilliant for that. Uh, And our reverse Advent boxes are like there is a sea of them around the Christmas tree, which is exactly what we'd hoped for. And we've got some representative ones here. I actually do need a little bit of help with that as well. So we're doing a little drive out to the community house at Warwick on Tuesday afternoon at around 1 p.m. So a couple of extra people to help fill cars with boxes would be great, otherwise Meg and I will be banking 15 trips. Um, So we don't want that. So, if you can help with that, again, send me a message. Don't tell me today. I'll forget. Please send me a message about that. That would be brilliant. All right. So, everything else in your newsletter, make sure you read it. Any questions, um, contact one of us during the week if if you want to help with something. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. All right. So, how about we stand and we are going to pray for these boxes because we want people to get blessed with more than just food when they get these boxes. We've got Um, amazing uh, fridge magnets that are going out in each box as well and they'll be available for the carols night too Um, but we really want people to feel blessed when they receive their boxes we don't want them to just think oh there's food we want them to think somebody thought about me somebody we want them to know um, that they're special that they're important and that, that we were thinking about them as we prepared this box for them we want them to feel God's love coming through uh, the food in that box. So we'll pray for them and the food in there will be laced with God's blessing as it, as it goes out. So let's join together as we pray for these. God, we th- thank you so much that you are sovereign, that you are on your throne. God, I thank you that that you go before us in so many ways, in so many things, in so many situations, in so many relationships. God, thank you for preparing the way for us. God, we pray for these boxes as they go out this week. God, we pray that the the people who receive them will feel your blessing come through. Everything that's in the boxes that has been um, chosen, specially to be in that box. God, we pray that each box will reach the family that it is uh, designed to reach. God, we know that you love these people, that you care for them, that you don't want them to be far from you and God, we pray that, that this uh, little act of kindness um, at Christmas time will help draw them a step closer to you. God, we thank you that you continue to use ordinary people like us to further your purposes in the lives of people all around us. And God, I pray with all of the things that we're involved with leading up to Christmas for for our Advent boxes, for our um, community carols on the lawn, God, I pray that, that we will have the attitude of Mary, that we will say yes to the requests that you make of us, not the ones I make, but the ones that you make, that we will say yes, that we will be your faithful servants and that we will do what's necessary to further your purposes in the lives of those precious people. And God, we, we pray with great excitement about the carols um, services next Sunday. God, we pray that they will be a fabulous community time where people get to gather, where we um, get to celebrate just being in one another's presence and in your presence as well as we sing carols together as we sing about uh, what it is that you have done in our lives. And God, I pray your blessing over both of those services that there will be a special presence that people feel as they come onto the property. And God, we thank you with great expectation for everything that you will do there in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: God, we thank you for your mercies that are new each morning. We thank you that we can come into your presence. We thank you for your amazing grace, God. We thank you for loving us first. We thank you for Christmas and the journey it puts us on toward Easter. God, we thank you that you're a good God who cares for us. Even in the midst of challenge and change, You are with us and you are for us. And so we just lift up the name of Jesus in this place this morning and and on the stream and online and across all of the region. God, we lift up the name of Jesus because there is power in the name of Jesus. Not just this morning, but yesterday and tomorrow and forever, amen. God, we lift up the powerful name of Jesus and declare that you are a good God who cares, that you love us, God, we thank you for who you are this morning and we give you all the honor that is due to your name. In Jesus' powerful name we pray. Amen. 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 Good morning, church. You can take a seat. A big good morning to my friends online and in home hubs and if you're catching up later, we're so glad to have you here. Hi, everyone. It's my favorite Not my favourite thing, but you know, I always talk about it when I get up here that I thought I wanted to be a school teacher, but just so that when I say good morning everyone, then yeah. It's good, it's good. Uh, I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited because uh, it's December, I love Christmas. I I worked in retail for 10-ish years and it does one of two things to you, either it turns you into an absolute grinch who is like Christmas carols, or it turns you into like, you just to cope with that, you're just like, Christmas, I love it. That is what it has done to me. I love Christmas. I love December. My Christmas tree has been up since mid-November. I love it. I have carols playing. They're my favorite. bit of, I'm not, I was going to sing, no. (laughs) A bit of Mariah Carey's, Michael Bublé. I love it. I love it. Christmas is such a good time. I'm also excited because um, this is my first time back preaching after uh, becoming a mum, it's a cool thing I did, Uh, and now I get it, like when pastors and preachers and people get up and talk about their kids, I get it, it's because they're the best, Uh, but honestly, he's the greatest little nugget, we love him, little Grom, he is um, seven months old and has two teeth, it's a good time, don't stick your finger in his mouth, because you can't see them, but they're definitely in there, Um, nah, he's the best, what a blessing he is to to Ben and I. We feel very privileged to uh, get to be his mum and dad, so that's pretty cool. That's what I've been doing, uh, having a baby, growing him. Um, what have you guys been up to while I've been gone? Just hanging out? Having a good time? What a weird few years it's been, hey? <laughs> I was thinking, thinking as I was preparing, like, just what a strange couple of years it has been, really. Um, not just, like, strange, like... I mean, COVID, obviously, strange, but, like, socially, politically, environmentally, culturally, just, like, what a strange few years it has been. Um, Just everything is changing, and maybe it's just me that's very, like, sensitive to change at the moment, because if you are a parent, you know, becoming a parent is, like, groundbreaking, life-changing kind of stuff. Just everything seems to be just a bit different, and even as we sort of step back into normal, it all just feels a little bit different, a bit challenging, and things have changed, and, and sometimes you know, change can be a bit uncomfortable. I'm going I'm to speak this morning about about this idea of the way things change and the things that haven't. The way things change and the things uh, that haven't. I don't know about you, but this season, as we're starting to, like, see what, what normal life is going to be like, has this weird feeling of, like, simultaneously being, like, excited that everything's opening back up and we're able to get out and do things, but also like, at exactly the same time, kind of like, oh, it was nice when we just, like, watched church in our pyjamas at home, though, wasn't it? It was good, wasn't it? We didn't appreciate that, really, did we? All, like, so keen to see what, like, great new things are in store, but also, like, can't things just go back to exactly how they were before because, like, the change is uncomfortable and I don't want to step into a new thing. I just want to go back to where we were before or, or just feeling, like, um, you know, super excited, but also, like, you just sort of want to quit everything. I don't know, maybe that's just me. Here's a confession this morning. This, uh, with vulnerability, I say, I've definitely considered just quitting everything in the last two years. Maybe I'm alone in that. Like, I feel very privileged to have the job that I do and very blessed that you all endorse and support me in that and pray for me and uh, don't take it lightly that this is my job. But I have, in the last two years, thought maybe it would just be easier not to. I don't know. Maybe I'm alone in that. Just maybe it would be easier to just stop trying, just quit it all. Maybe maybe you don't want to quit your job, but maybe you've thought about just like quitting on your dreams. Like in all the challenge and all the change, I could just like I could just not care about that dream anymore or that vision anymore or what God promised me anymore. I could just quit on that. Or maybe you've thought about uh, quitting on your faith or quitting on a relationship or like quitting on your life. It's been a hard two years. Sometimes it would just be easier to quit. And so I want to speak this morning about the way things change, the things that don't, and what to do when we feel like we just want to quit, what to hold on to when we feel like we just want to quit. Because I don't know about you, maybe it's just me who has been coming to God like just constantly, like, what is this about? And And not just you know, what is this COVID about? We're just like, what is this about God? And what, what's the deal with that? And why this? And does it have to be this way? And why just so many questions for God at the moment? <laughs> why has everything got to be different? I'm just, it's uncomfortable. Change is uncomfortable. Well, yeah, but there is some sure, solid foundation things that we can hold on to when everything is a bit uncomfortable. So my prayer this morning is if there is anybody a little bit like me who's just wanted to quit in the last couple of years, that we would walk out of here uh, encouraged, that we would walk out of here uh, knowing what our faith is built on and uh, stepping boldly into the new thing that God is doing, not, not desiring to go back to what there was before. I'm going to read a scripture from Galatians. My absolute favorite scripture is in Galatians and whenever I say it, I watch the like youth team and like people who know me super well go, she's going to do Galatians 2.20. Well, while I'm not. This morning we're doing Galatians 6.9, just a short verse that says, Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. This is sort of in the context of uh, false doctrine um, and not being led astray. But I think it's an encouragement to us this morning that if we do not grow weary of doing good, there will be a harvest. Uh, And in this season that has gone on and on, Let us not grow weary of doing good, uh, because we will reap if we do not give up, when it seems everything is changing. In all the change, and all the challenge, I'm going to give you three things that I believe do not change, even when everything else is changing. Are you ready? All right, the first one is this, who Jesus is never changes, who he is never changes changes, never. There's a scripture uh, in Hebrews that says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's a good one, we know it, we remember it, but it's true. It's 100% true, not just like intellectually like true, but like in our hearts true. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes, amen. Um, all right, that point's done. No, right. Sometimes it's like that though, it's like, yeah, cool, great point, but like, everything feels out of control and challenging and like changes just from one day to the next, like how can I trust in, in this idea, just that one sentence is supposed to be enough and maybe for some of you it's enough for me, not enough, I'm that person in, in team meetings or it was like yeah but how, like how do, I, how do I know that to be true, like how, like really practical how, whenever we have team meetings, I, I feel like, like a, you know, my little friend Charlotte, oh she's not here, she's gone to Okay, Charlotte. She's the coolest. Um, And her favorite thing is like, yeah, but why, Lolly? Why? How? Who's that? What's that? Just like, she's full of questions. And it probably drives her parents mental, but I love it because I don't have to deal with it every day. Not yet. Ezra can't talk yet. So, (laughs) but I'm that person who's like, yeah, but how? Like, let's not have these things be like intellectual ideas that we're like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. That's a promise from God. But like, how? How do we rely on this truth? How do we sort of set down a solid foundation in the truth that is. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and never changes, even in the craziness of the world. And and this is is my hot tip. It's proximity to the presence of God. That's how, that's how. With proximity to the presence of God is how we begin to understand that he never changes when we get close to his presence. I'm going to read, um, I'm going to read, from uh, Luke chapter 10. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed them into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. makes me think of Christmas, like a hustle and bustle around the place. Big dinner that she was preparing. And she came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work, tell her to come and help me. I don't know, if you don't have siblings, maybe this doesn't land as funny as it does for me, but if you have siblings, how funny is it when they're like, you know, you walk into the room and they're like, oh, well, they're not helping, and you don't say, you're not helping, you say, mum, she's not helping. Don't you think that she should help? Like, she's sitting right there. (laughs) You could just say, I'd like some help. Just cracks me up, anyway. (laughs) My sister's at the back, just giving me eyes, Ah, makes me laugh, anyway, that's a diversion, verse 41, but the Lord says to her, dear Martha, you are very worried and upset by all of these details, but there is only one thing, there is only one thing worthy of being concerned about, and Mary has discovered it, and it won't be taken from her. In all the challenge and all the change and all the busyness and everything that is going on, especially at this time of year as we lead into Christmas, and then we've got this, and then the kids will be going back to school before we know it, and da, 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 all the things are going on. In all the busyness, there is one thing, one thing that matters, and Mary has found it, and it will not be taken from her. I've I've preached versions of of this where I'm like, okay, well, if you want, if you want to. Uh, If you want to get in proximity to the presence of God, then you need to open your Bible more, and you need to read, and you need to uh, you need to put on some worship music, and you need to get into a good Bible study, and you need to and giving you like the three-point list of things you need to do in order to get proximity to the presence of God. Right here, I see we just need to sit down. We just need to sit down. I don't know about you, but that often feels harder to me. Because I am like I want to be productive with my time. And sitting, doing nothing, what looks like nothing, doesn't feel productive. It doesn't feel productive to sit at the feet of Jesus. But that's the one thing, the one important thing. Sit at the feet of Jesus. And so I'm not going to give you a list of things in a time where... Maybe this is controversial to say, because in a time where like church leadership, we're like, how do we get people engaged and back on teams, and we'd love to see more people serving, so it's not just a boy band of three on a Sunday morning, like how do we get people engaged in church and feeling passionate, and I'm going to tell you something that maybe seems backwards to that, and that is sit down. Don't pick up more things. Don't think that there's a checklist of things you need to do in order to know this. If you want proximity to the presence of God so that you can understand that he never changes, then you need to sit in his presence. Just sit. Put your phone in a different room. Don't be distracted and just sit in his presence and meditate on who he is and speak with him not a checklist of things that we need to do because I don't know about you but that feels that feels so much harder to me. It feels so much harder to me. I want to tick the boxes and move on to the next thing. I want to get it done. I'm like I'm 100% like she's sitting there doing nothing. <laughs> Come and help. There's things to do. We have got to get it done. There's a timeline. There's we got to, and we've got stuff to do as if we could ever do anything of any eternal significance without Jesus. As if as if me buzzing around in the kitchen getting ready is more important than sitting at the feet of Jesus. As if me going out and being like, oh, I'm, I'm doing this and I'm preaching that and I'm saying this and I'm saving people. As if I can do anything of eternal significance without Jesus. Without beginning sitting at the feet of Jesus. If, I want to do, if we want to do anything of eternal significance, that is where we have to begin. And sure, there will be a time for, for laboring and working and... and and harvesting fruit, but it must begin sitting at the feet of Jesus. Proximity to the presence of God, because in his presence there is power and there is peace. All the p words. That's my son's favourite sound at the moment. P-p-p-p-p. It's pretty cute. Uh, there's power uh, in his presence. There is peace in his presence, and we must begin resting at the feet of Jesus. We've got to sit at his feet and know. For sure, that he is the same yesterday and forever. Amen. And then, we've got to let him love us. We've got to let him love us. Because how he loves us is the second thing. How he loves us never changes. It is He is love. Like, he just is. It's just who he is. And so it is always toward us. It's not uh, conditional. It's not... Uh, you, it doesn't require us to do those certain things. It just is. I'm like, this is, like, I'm hearing myself speaking, thinking this is basic stuff. But for me, this week, what a challenge these ideas have been. I'm gonna read you the most, I reckon the most favourite, ver- famous verse that there ever was. You ready? For this is how God loved the world. He gave his only son, so that who, everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. It is not variable, and it is not conditional. It is just toward us. It is just toward us. He just is love. He can't help it. Loves us. No matter what. Just loves us. It never, ever fails. Scripture promises us that also. In Second uh, in Corinthians, Corinthians, it talks about our righteousness. For our sake, he made him sin who knew no sin. God made Jesus sin. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Through nothing that we have done, we are called righteous. So we are loved and we are righteous. And how he feels about us never changes because of what Jesus did. Like that is some good news. That's some great news. When everything else is challenging and changing and, and seems a bit difficult, who he is never changes and how he loves us never changes. Never In 2 Timothy, uh, it says, for God saved us and called us to a holy life. He did this not because we deserved it, but because uh, that was his plan from the beginning of time, to show us his grace through Jesus Christ. That was his plan from the beginning. From the beginning of time, he called us holy. From the beginning of time, he loved us. From the beginning of time, we've been called righteous, because that was his plan from the very beginning always his plan to love us this way. And so we sit in his presence and we know that he never changes and we accept without any hard work or striving on our behalf that we are loved and holy and righteous. We want it to be more difficult than that. We want it to be more difficult than that. But again, as if anything that I could do would add to the greatness of what God has already done. Just little insignificant me, as if I can do anything of significance in my own eternity that would add to what God has already done. He already came 100% of the way. He already calls us loved and holy and righteous. That's who He sees us as. That's what He calls us. Who He is never changes, and how He loves us never, ever, ever changes. And what He calls us to never changes. There's a scripture, uh, these are the commandments in the commission, right? The commandments in the commission. These things never, ever, ever change, regardless of the season or what's going on. It says, Jesus replied, uh, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is equally important love your neighbor as yourself. Love God and love people. Never changes. It doesn't say love God when you feel like it. Love your neighbor when they get vaccinated. It says love God and love people. There's no caveats, no preclusions. We love God and we love people. That's it. And then, then Jesus came and told his disciples, I uh, have been given all authority on heaven and earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. when you feel like it, nah, like, what he calls us to is always the same, this, like, so I work with um, young people and young adults, that's what I do at church, and uh, sort of around 16 to probably like 24-ish, like, high on the list of questions that young people and young adults have is like, what does God want me to do with my life, like, what does he want me to do, and I relate, because it would be great to have a 10-step plan, like, in the next 10 years, this is what God is going to do in my life, and I'll tick off that box, and then I'll do this next thing, and then I'll do this next thing, and it's really clear, and I know what I'm supposed to do. What you're supposed to do is love God, and love people, and make disciples, however that looks. In whatever industry you're in, in whatever you're passionate about, using whatever gifts that you have been given, you love God, and you love people, and you make disciples, Again, we want to make it more difficult than that, but that's what it is. We love God, we love people, we make disciples. We want more assurity than that of like, yeah, but what exactly do you want me to do, God? Like, I don't know, can you tell me like three years from now where I'll be and what I'll be doing? Well, you'll be loving God and you'll be loving people and you'll hopefully be making disciples. Because it never changes. The call never changes. That is who we are called to be. And maybe it looks different for each of us. And it should look different for each of us. Because we're not all the same. But that is what you will be called to do. Love God. Love people. And make disciples. Always. When everything is changing. And everything is challenging. And you want to quit. We remember these three things. Who he is. Never changes. And how he loves us never changes. And what he calls you never changes. What he calls you to never changes. He is always a good God. His love is always toward you. And he is always calling you to love him more, to love your neighbor more, and to make disciples. Always. Seems hard though, right? <laughs> It can seem hard when everything is changing and we can't go back to where we were. What does it look like in our new season? I don't know the answer for you, but I'm telling you, these things are true. He loves you. He is the same every day. And he wants you to make disciples. i could to tell you, when I was preparing to talk about these three ideas. I thought to myself, <laughs> it's a confession. I thought to myself, I'm pretty sure I've preached this sermon before. Truly, I was like, I'm gonna look back through my notes. So I'm like looking back through my notes. I'm like, I can't find it, but I'm sure. I'm so sure I've preached these three points before. And in my mum brain, I'm thinking, I, could pro- I probably did it better three years ago when I preached it <laughs> than with my tired seven-month-old baby brain. I'm looking, I can't find it, but I, I for sure have preached this before. And I thought, someone's gonna know. Like, as if any of you can, like, recall something I preached about three years ago. I'm like, someone's going to know, and they're going to be like, she didn't even prepare this fresh, she's just recycling a sermon, like, she sucks. I don't know, anyway. Do you, does, am I the only one, oh, I'm being a bit vulnerable this morning, aren't I? Any, I'm, surely I'm not the only one who has thoughts like that. <laughs> Everyone's just going to know. Nobody cares about me that much to know what I preached about three years ago. But in in my in my spirit, I had this sense, there's just this whisper of, yeah, but you need to hear it again. And I was like, yeah, probably. Yeah. But like, it's so basic. Like, this is the, then me, like, going back and forth, like, doing that little bickering with God you do. Like, it's just so basic, though. Like, it's not challenging. My friend Tom, he just, like, dives into Scripture and, like, pulls it apart. And, like, Brad's so much wiser than me. And, like, it's just so basic, like, can I really, like, come back from six months off and just, like, land with, like, love God and love people? Like, is that, and, and again, just, like, you need to hear it again. Like, me, personally, Lauren, you need to hear it again. And so um, I hope there's at least one person who's with me this morning that needed to hear it again, because we want to make it complicated. We want to make it difficult. We want to make it uh, we want to add something we want to feel like we're doing something we're just that's just how we are i think or how i am we want to feel like we're doing something but the things that are true and the things that are foundational are that god already did it all and we always we've been talking in our small group about like the sort of Christian phrase we use of getting to partner with God. Like, what a joke. <laughs> really, like he, like God does all the hard work and like we get to be sure we get to be a part of that but like he's doing all the hard work. Like he's in us and we're in him and he's changing hearts and we're like, we're just doing the best we can getting out there and trying to make disciples. But he's doing all the hard work. He's doing all the hard work. So In this time of change and challenge, I want you to know the good news is still good. The good news is still good. And and we don't get to graduate from the good news. We don't get to graduate from the gospel. Like, that is still good news. It doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. That is good news. God is so good, and that is good, good news. Jesus was born, little baby, and then lived, ministered, but then was crucified, not just crucified, was raised to life. And that is good news. And that should be shockingly good news to us for our whole life. Always. Always. Should be good news to us. If you need, I, I need reminding of these things today. That is good news. In every season, that is good news. His yoke is light and his burden is easy. That is good news. And I need reminding. If you need reminding that Jesus still reigns, let me remind you this morning. God is on the throne. That is great news. His love is unchanging. He calls you righteous and he calls you holy, even on days when you want to quit everything even on days when you want to quit everything. He has a plan and a mission on this earth, and we are all on a journey home toward Jesus, regardless of the season, regardless of how things change. There are things that don't. Maybe we all need reminding today, maybe not just me. We are all on a journey home toward Jesus, and now isn't the time to look back, but to look forward look forward. I'm going to read um, a scripture from, what do we call it, the message interpretation, whatever feelings you have about the message. It's a good scripture either way. You can read it in a different uh, translation if you like, but it's just good. In the, It just feels good for me in this. So we're going to read uh, Philippians 3.12. I'm not saying that I have it all together and that I have it made. I feel that. I mean, not I'm under no illusions that anybody thinks I have it all together and that I have it made. But I'm well on my way uh, to reaching out for Christ who has so wondrously reached out for me. God did the reaching first. (laughs) He did the loving first. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I have my eye... On the goal, where God is beckoning us onward toward Jesus. That's the goal. On toward Jesus we go. When the seasons change and things are challenging and everything feels out of control, on toward Jesus we go. Because he is the same yesterday, today and forever. Because he loves us deeply and he still has purpose for us. So on toward Jesus we go. So I'm off and I'm running and I'm not turning back. It Could be easy to just wanna go back to how things were but that's not how we're called to live. Setting our eyes forward to Jesus, we go on, not turning back, looking to what is ahead as God calls us to Jesus. the encouragement for my heart this morning, and I hope for some of you. Why don't we uh, stand? I'm going to pray for you. God, we thank you that regardless of the season and the way things change, you are a good God who cares deeply for us, and that when uh, everything worldly seems uh, to be up for grabs and changeable and movable, you are not. You are the same through the ages, consistent and not variable. Your love is toward us. And God, I ask that we would know that, not in an intellectual way, but in a deep way that impacts our soul. Your love is toward us. And God, would that cause us to be people who step boldly into new things, who love you more, who love our neighbour more, and who are able to make disciples purposefully, God, we thank you that your love is unchanging. God, we thank you that you call us righteous and holy, even on days when we want to quit. We thank you that you have a plan and a purpose and uh, we get to be a part of that. God, we thank you that we are on a journey home toward Jesus. And God, as you beckon us onward, help us to be bold enough and brave enough to follow you wherever you lead. God, help us to be people who are off and running and not turning back. God, let us sit in your presence, stand in your love, and step forward in faith, knowing that you love us more than we could ever know. God, we thank you for who you are, even when Uh, the consistency of who you are when everything else uh, is changeable. God, we give you glory this morning and ask that you would uh, be with us as we go this week. Help us to be disciple-makers. In Jesus' name, amen.